Hello and welcome to another episode of Healing Through Pain, a podcast dedicated to the mission of walking people towards healing and health. In each new episode, we will discuss how to show up well for the responsibilities and opportunities that life sends our way. Here is your host, Stephanie West, a licensed practicing counselor in the state of Michigan, a teacher, and a professor who lives her life at the intersection of mental health and education. Thanks so much for following along. Hey friends, welcome back. I hope things are going well for you. We are somehow in the middle of March already, which for me is cool. Um, I think time passing is just fascinating. What I will say is it's it's been a doozy of a couple weeks here and it took me until, so I'm recording on Saturday here, it took me until last night to name what's going on because I've had just this pervasive sense of angst and prickliness over the last little while. And then, and, and by little while, I mean maybe the last probably seven to 10 days. And I'm driving last night to a friend's group to do our Bunko get together, which is where we show up every month, a group of 10 of us to the best of our abilities. And on my way there, I was finally able to place what I think is running for me. And that is that the day that this drops, so on Monday the 13th, I hit the two-year anniversary of what began a very painful chapter in my life. And so I've been feeling just a, a pretty intense grief for for the last seven to 10 days here, and I felt relief in naming it, but it's just sticking around and there's such a heaviness and there's such an intensity to it. And so the way I kind of dealt with it this morning is I, I go to the gym and I pushed myself to work out probably twice as hard as I typically would because so much emotionality is there and so much pain is there. And then I reached out to someone and I said, hey, would you be willing to do brunch with me? I'm really struggling right now. And it didn't hit me just how bad I was struggling until kind of I realized what the date was and I realized what this prickliness is attributed to. And I'm thinking I have some pretty intense grief going on. Are you available? And they said, yes, of course. And that even reaching out and asking for that support from my point of view, such a boss move to reach out to say to someone like, "Ooh, I'm in pain. And are you available? That was so cool. And they're going to show up for me. And that's that's pretty special. That's pretty cool to get to experience that. But me having the bravery to reach out is kind of that pivot that needed to happen. That's what I'm going to talk about today. Now, they're showing up for me, but the pivot that I'm going to talk about is what showing up means in general. So Friday, I was sitting with one of my residents and when I say residents, on Friday mornings, I go and I sit with three very cool people for, you know, 45 minutes to an hour maybe, and just shoot the breeze about life. And one of these women, last week when I went there, she was down in the rec room playing Mexican train dominoes. And so we didn't get to connect all that much. I just sit there and watched her play for a little while. But she was smiling and she won the first four games and she just looked really happy. And when I visited her this week, she started talking about just this pervasive sense of loneliness that she's felt over the last week. And her life is hard. She's gone through some really just sad unfolding. She had a fall and when she was in the hospital rehabilitating. Her family intervened and found a way to put her in assisted living. And then her house has been sold and a lot of her furniture has been sold. She's now on a regimented schedule of breakfast, lunches, and dinners decided by this facility. She's got a very intentional recreational schedule that she can or, or, or can decide to not show up in. And sadly, most of the time she decides to not show up. And she says to me yesterday, she says, I'm just so lonely. I'm so sad. It hurts so badly. And I sat there with her in it and I said, well, of course you are. We were created for connection. But the sadness in her story is no one's coming. 
No one's going to come into her room and entertain her 24-7, but some of us are going to pop in and invite her in and say, hey, come along, come, come spend time down here, come with friends, come connect. But she's going to have to do that hard work of getting up and practicing being social. And at dinner and, and lunch and breakfast, she's going to have to reach out and be friendly. And, and a lot of times she kind of loses herself in the sadness of things, and so she doesn't show up. And the sadness isn't going to change because she's not showing up. Now, I'm thankful I get to be there in her story, right? I'm thankful I get to walk with her, but I only get to walk with her for an hour a week. That's a a lot of time and distance between herself and other connections. Now, on occasion, she does have family members come in. And on occasion, like I said, she goes to meals and and sometimes she'll chit-chat. But she waits for other people to invite her in. And that puts her in a really vulnerable position. I worry for her. I worry for myself where I once was because I would lament behind closed doors that I wasn't invited into things. But I also didn't show up to things. And that was part of the disconnect that I was experiencing. And so one more anecdote to show kind of the angle I'm coming from today. When I started participating in my current church, I signed up to be a part of a woman's group. And they have this scripted curriculum for the first six weeks. And so on night one, they give you kind of these lists of things that would have to be true for a group to be successful. And they go around and they say, okay, to everyone, what's the most important value to you on this list? And of the six women in the group, five of them said that being vulnerable was the most important. And I said, yes, I think we can be vulnerable, but I think the highest value is to show up first. And sure enough, by week two, we had dropped a member. By week three, we dropped another member. By week four, we dropped another member. I'm not scared of the vulnerability. We're not even going to get there if people don't show up first. That is the premier step in finding significant relationships. Now, if we're showing up only when we're comfortable or only when it's easy or only when there's a guaranteed win, only when we know the payoff, it's like sowing one seed and demanding that we get a full crop. It doesn't work. Showing up is going to be something that we have to commit to, and it has to be over the span. And I get that it's hard, but to to go to one thing and then to stop going because there's not an immediate payoff, that's not real life. Friendship takes time. Relationships take time. Community building takes time. And showing up is the right thing to do if you expect connection. Run it backwards. What happens if you don't show up? Not showing up has the guaranteed success rate of 0%. It's the only for sure thing. Now, some people are comfortable because it's a guaranteed outcome and showing up doesn't have a guaranteed outcome. But to take yourself out of the game before even trying, what a loss. Now, as I've navigated dating circles, one of the analogies that gets used quite often is like, what are you going to wait for, the FedEx guy? Like if you're waiting for someone to show up at your door and be the answer to your relationship struggles, you are limiting your options in a significant way. Maybe it's not the FedEx guy. Maybe it's the Amazon guy. Maybe it's the DHL guy. Hey, maybe, maybe it's the UPS guy. Perhaps it's the mailman. But outside of that, showing up is going to be the way to at least initiate potentially other outcomes. Maybe you have to show up scared. I certainly get that. I've shown up scared again and again. And before showing up scared, there was the not showing up. So I had zero practice. Have I mentioned I'm socially awkward? I actually think I'm quite charming and adorable, but it comes across pretty, pretty peculiar to some people. Not only is there this level of inexperience, there's also this inner voice like, shut up, Steph, shut up, Steph. You are so 18 shades of weird right now. And the cool thing is over the last year, I've learned to embrace that too. But here's the thing. The reason it's gotten a touch easier is because I've gotten better at it. 
I'm a touch less awkward than I used to be. I'm a touch more charming than I used to be. That's just the reality of going and practicing, being okay, being a a beginner, and you show up again and again. And life will get easier when you condition yourself to show up. Here's one trick that I do recommend. Plan ahead and then hold yourself to the plan. There's going to be a YouTube video. If you don't follow me on YouTube yet, it's at West in Progress. But there's going to be a video out next month talking about just how flaky I am. Rarely do I let myself make decisions in real time, especially when it comes to talking myself out of something. If past me weighted the pros and cons and decided that whatever opportunity in front of me is for my good, my job is that present me shows up. Here's the thing. If I only show up when I feel like it, future me is screwed because then today's me is flaky and then future me can only look at today's me as a reference point and say, oh, she's flaky. I'm going to be flaky too because showing up is hard. You're setting yourself up for a lot of heartache, a lot of disappointment, stymieing your potential if showing up becomes optional. We have to pre-decide when I feel like it is such a pass and it's half-hearted living. If today I don't show up, I need to mentally brace for the fact that I'll be one step further from doing the things I want to be true. And it will be harder for me to show up tomorrow because I didn't show up today. And where does that get me? A couple months back, I was talking to someone and they were kind of commenting on my intensity and I was talking about how showing up matters. And in conversation, they said to me, they said, you know what? You should have seen me 15 years ago. You would have been so impressed with me. And part of me experienced such grief in the moment because what they were doing was they were kind of weaponizing my current opportunities against what they currently have available to them. And they were expressing deep dissatisfaction in their life. And they were saying, hey, I stopped showing up 15 years ago. And it's kind of gotten me where I am today. And I just grieved that for them. Now, hey, they could start showing up now. And that could change the trajectory of things. But when we stop showing up and we make passes and we just kind of abdicate any sort of proactivity in our life, there's going to be compounding consequences. And here's the thing, friends. Opportunities will have an expiration date. We will get older. Our bodies will develop limitations. Our friends and family could pass away or we might pass away. We might get illness. Our opportunities will pass us by and doors will close. That's not to incite any type of guilt. It's to invite you to imagine and dream what might change in your life if you started showing up in things that you say matter to you. Showing up in therapy, even if it's scary. Showing up in that new book club that sounds interesting, even if it's scary. Showing up with a new friend in an unfamiliar context, even if it's scary. Showing up in that new class you've been pondering, even if it's scary. Showing up by writing your first thing and launching it, even if it's scary. Showing up on a first date, even if it's scary. Showing up at that grief group, even if it's scary. Showing up in a tough conversation, even if it's scary. Most everything you want and most everything I want is on the other side of showing up. And I don't know the individual payoff. I don't know that if I go to this event, there's a payoff, or I show up for this person, there's a payoff. But I do know that if I show up, there's a payoff. And I've said this before, I'm going to proceed as though success is inevitable. And I want to invite you into that. Decide where. Where do you want to show up and then practice doing it? Even if it's an itty-bitty, tiny baby first step. Then you take another step and you take another step and you keep showing up and you see where it takes you. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen. Please share this content with friends and family. Feel free to connect with Stephanie at healingthroughpain21 at gmail.com. Until next time, be well.